0: Have there been a time where you faced kind of like inner doubts or felt like giving up during this you know long period of, um,
1: of your journey? Uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I think I think I think from day one till uh, till today, uh, the harder part f- uh, of entrepreneurship is not you know um, scaling or fundraising. Uh, it's in fact, especially for entrepreneurial, um, is the um, is is your mental health. <laughs>
0: friends, welcome back to ASEAN Tech Leaders, where I have heart to heart conversations with tech leaders here in Southeast Asia to uncover the mindset and strategies that we can use to overcome challenges, accelerate our growth, and ride the tech wave. What you're about to hear is a conversation that I've had with Fung Chiman, co-founder of Money Lion. He's the first Malaysian founder to make it to the New York Stock Exchange. Money Lion is the go-to destination for personalized financial management, content, offerings, and advice. The main users now are in the USA but they're expanding to Southeast Asia as well. Beyond Money Lion's journey, Shiman also shared several important lessons about what is the toughest challenges that leaders actually face on the top, how one's leadership style needs to evolve as the company grows, and what is a useful framework that one can use to make clear objective decisions in work and life. I hope that you enjoy this conversation between Shiman and I. So hi, Shiman. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, where I really wanted to start with you is really, you know, your origin story, right? So I understand that you spent quite a bit of your formative years in Malaysia and later on you went to the USA for your studies and work as well. And I feel that, you know, every time when we think about a person, uh, to get a very good context about them, it always starts from the earlier years of their lives because those are the years that shape who they are today or so. So looking back, right, at your own story, what are some of the experiences, the events and the people who kind of influenced the person you are today and also the path that you took
1: uh, thanks for having me uh, Jaredin. um uh nice to be here um it's uh, this, is, this is a good question um i, I spent about <clears throat> i went to the us when i was 17 year old um uh, and uh with my 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 career within or or my studies within uh, uh malaysia um, uh, it was was a quite a typical one um and uh but uh the the opportunity that um, that were presented at the time is that uh, the school um, put a lot of emphasis on uh, science and technology, and uh, and I think we, uh, me and a group of friends, actually uh, won um, quite some award in like um, some of the uh, invention type of uh, competition, um, and and that spurred um, my interest generally in the STEM field, the engineering field, uh, the science field. Uh, and stuff like that. So um, so when I was going to university, um, I, uh, I focused a lot on uh, engineering um, and computer science. Uh, at, uh, so I went to this university in the US called Purdue University. Uh, when I was in the university, I, um, I, I um, you know, with, with, with the university is that um, they have like long summers where you have breaks. And uh, one of the summer, my friends and I decided to go on a long trip. So um, and we didn't have a lot of money to go on long trips. So what happened is that, uh, so I started to look for part-time jobs to, uh, to, to, to save money for it. Uh, and I started working at this AI lab, um, at, uh, at Purdue and, um, and, and met this professor called, uh, Professor Alok, Chud, uh, Alok. and, um, and he was running the AI lab in such a way that it was um, it was mostly sponsored by the Department of Defense, uh, doing uh, human behavior predictions. And um, and 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 just to mind you, this is uh, and it shows my age is that um, that was at least twenty five years ago. So at that time, there are very few people doing this kind of stuff. So 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 we are one of the pioneers of doing it. And 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 that chance, the um, uh, eventually led me into the field of uh, artificial intelligence. Um, and he has been my uh, uh, mentor uh, sin, since then, uh, uh, right until now. Um, and, uh, and and what happened is that um, when I was graduating, um, the professor approached me and said, hey, why don't we start a company uh, doing um, uh, specific research for, again, mostly the DODs, um, the Department of Defense uh, in the U.S., and different governmental branches uh, in the U.S., and also Fortune 500 companies. So, And that's what we did. Uh, that's what we did for about... 10 to 12 years, um, and that we, uh, I personally learned a lot of um, how to use um, artificial intelligence and technology in real life, um, in predicting um, uh, different type of human behavior, um, including as you can imagine, at the time, um, and 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 perhaps even now, the Department of Defense are really interested in the culture and the human behavior of um, certain parts of the world, uh, such as Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, and Sudan, and and, and stuff like that. So, so, um, and that was after 10 or 12 years, that's when um, uh, we sold it off to a much bigger defense contractor. And I just thought that, hey, maybe it's time to switch my career to be, um, you know, uh, predicting uh, human behavior at, like, this kind of area in the world, it, 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 it's kind of dark <laughs> a little bit. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it gets a bit darker. So I just thought like perhaps uh, I, I should pivot into something that, um, um, that, that, that is uh, more mainstream. So um, at that time, um, so uh, uh, I, I, I always uh, kept in touch with um, this person. Uh, his name is called, uh, D Xiaobai. Um in fact we met at the same research lab that we were talking about um, at Purdue University um, he was a student okay. at uh, U of Chicago uh, um, mm-hmm. before so um, so he went on to be an investment bankers and and stuff like that so so we always kept in touch and uh, in fact um, um, he uh, he's he my drinking buddy <laughs> or <for>, uh, a <laughs> Throughout, throughout, the way, and um, so, so we always thought that we should do something together. Um, so, so we thought about potentially starting um, a sort of the Geo Bank um, uh, in the U.S. And um, hmm. I, I, and I just thought that you know. It's the same thing because, like, you still do human behavior prediction. It's just that from a from a digital bank standpoint, you do human behavior prediction of, you know, how, how likely a person is going to repay the loan, uh, how likely the person is going to use your bank account, and how are they um, uh, using your bank account? It's just that the kind of human behavior predictions uh, you get to know if it's true or not uh, in the next three or four weeks, instead of like. Previously, what I have done is that uh, you get to wait ten years before you know if your prediction is correct. So um, mm-hmm. to me, that that that's more uh, uh, practical, and uh, it's a kind of challenge that uh, I want to uh, I wanted to take. Um, and at that time, I was, uh, in the US and, okay. um, I was living in the U.S. and I was living in the U.S. and and um, so we we started as as a company. We we got some funding um, and at the time the company has got five percent and we are actually working out of um um the COD's uh, apartment <laughs> so 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 obviously uh when 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 you start a company with your drinking buddy your wife think that you drink all day long um <laughs> which is hardly true uh we also work uh, so but uh, around the time my my, my wife uh, uh, I was was pregnant and um, so so we decided to uh, strike a deal that okay we'll move back to KL for two years and um and and then we'll move back to New York after that uh, that's what we told investors as well uh, that's what my wife and I earnestly thought that we were gonna do um, but then we moved back to KL um, and and D was saying that hey since you're in KL right, why don't you hire like three or four people there so we hired three or four Ooh. people there um, and 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 then it ended up to be like now it has like about three hundred people so 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 me moving back uh, is, is is not an option uh, and but the truth is that after two years here um I was asking my wife hey do you want to move back to uh to to um to new york um and and both of us uh, decided that hey, we, we kind of like the lifestyle in KL. so 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 we just decided to stay on um it's it's, it's um it's always interesting because um when we left um malaysia about a long time ago um <clears throat> the the light quality wasn't as um as comparable to say san francisco or or, or new york but uh, but nowadays like uh, you get pretty much the same quality of life uh uh either in uh new york or san francisco uh, or or, or Kuala Lumpur. i mean obviously there are some minor difference here and there but um we, we just decided that um this is uh, this is where we want to uh, raise our kids and uh, this is where we want to continue our professional careers and, and 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 continue living so 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 this is how the whole um uh journey come um, you know from, from from when i was 17 to 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 like currently
0: thanks for walking us through that i think when you were talking about it i was just imagining you as a, a young man right like leaving kl taking the plane going to overseas and then like wanting to fund your like holiday but realizing hmm, I don't have so much like savings so let me just go and I guess intern right at a a AI lab and that's how you know it all started so sometimes I guess like you know life really takes us in a a really interesting direction so what I wanted to kind of like understand from you as well is that uh, you know you mentioned that you guys came together and you were thinking like okay let's set up a digital bank but I imagine that back then digital bank wasn't really like a thing uh, wasn't really like super popular or anything like in 2013 like how did this like idea come about
1: uh just so you know uh we, we it took us at least like six or seven months to come up with ideas we had um a lot of uh, we had a lot of uh uh, uh uh different type of ideas and 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 even when we decided to start with a sort of like a digital bank where to start a digital bank uh, i mean from which area to start a digital bank is a uh, it's um it, it's not an um easy decision right so um um and and when you're talking about 2000, <coughs> 2013 is when um there's a tail end of the, the 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 financial crisis the what i think 2008 or something the financial crisis um that's when we see that's when we saw the um um the 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 withdrawal of a lot of the us big banks from the Middle american so that's when we decide that okay that is something that um that there is a niche that we can play at to dedicate our services to uh, to to the middle-income Americans, and uh, and it's not like the it's not like the big banks are are want wanting to withdraw from 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 the segmentation um, uh, in, in a willful manner. It's just that it it is become quite expensive uh, to serve this segmentation from the way that the regular banks are 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 serving. Um, uh, the segmentation, or generally any segmentation of, of the users. So, our thesis is that by using um, technology yeah. and artificial intelligence, we will be able to bring down the cost of serving and be able to bring, like, sort of like private banking type of functionality to to the middle Americans. And this has been um, um, sort of our mission uh, uh, since the beginning. So, and 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 just to remind you, at 2013, I don't think the word fintech. Actually, uh, has been coined, and um, so so uh, a lot of stuff are, are very experimental. Um, some of the thing that we thought about was: uh, should we start with like, because like, essentially like a, a full fledged financial institution, um, you you should have um, invest uh, assets, you should have liability, uh, which means that you should have investment products, uh, you should have uh, deposit account, and you should have uh, credit, which which means loans, like various types of loans. So. And, and 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 we, we had some lively debate uh, should we start with investment product, which is how Robinhood started and um, uh, or we should start with uh, deposit account, uh, which is how like chime is, is started or we should start with uh, credit. Uh, we decided that we start with credit because um, we, we just thought that that's that's, that's, that's that's the fastest way to like generate some revenue for 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 the company and um, and, and then we started with credit and, and then we add on, uh, the deposit product, and we add on the uh, uh, the, the investment product. Uh, right now, we are quite full-fledged. Um, we have investment product, and we have like crypto, and 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 we have uh, we're gonna have like uh, single stock trading and all this stuff. So 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 it's reasonably full-fledged nowadays.
0: Yeah, I did see the offerings that you you guys have. It's really like a full range. So. Um. Really yeah. amazing to see how you have grown so far since now. So I wanted to dive a little bit into some of the, the points that you mentioned earlier. You know, regarding like you know deciding even what kind of business to start, deciding um you know what type of like area to start with. Right? Is it investment like Robinhood or is it going to be like uh, what we call um you know credit, which is the option that you you went you went with. And, you know, if you think about it, right, in life and in business, we can't have everything at once. Uh, there are always trade-offs that a business or a person is going to face. So let me give you some examples. Uh, maybe innovation versus uh, efficiency, growth versus profitability, uh, focus on a single country, like what you guys did at first, and then go into you know, a regional plan, right, eventually. So what are the different types of trade-offs that you face throughout your journey so far to today? And what are some of the Thought process, or perhaps mental models, which you use to make some of these decisions.
1: That's a that's a good question, and in fact, um, um, it, it is uh, when 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 you first the when you grow a company from literally like three people to a company that's like nine hundred people uh, right now. Um, it's uh, the the evolution of mental model is. Um, is, is is um is, is big right so when like, we, we when we get into um uh, credit um uh, or, or lending in general we, we just thought that okay this is lending right how hard can that be right because and 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 frankly we we, we were reasonably uh um um uh, i think i think i think we, we thought of ourselves a little bit too high highly you know like yeah like like me, who is like an AI researcher, and then you have like this couple of investment bankers, uh, high flying investment bankers. How hard can that be? And 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 very soon we found out that it is very hard, and we had to learn a lot of things. So it's a very humbling experience. And so one of the things that we the, uh, we we know for a fact is that like even throughout these like nine to ten years, uh, learning is uh, and 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 being able to adopt, Based on your learning, is um, is extremely important, and and it's never gonna gonna stop. So um, the level of humility is extremely important throughout the process. Um, you don't just um, um, learn from your seniors; you learn from the juniors, and sometimes you learn from people you, that you just hire off the college. Um, and, and and the learning is is pretty much constant. And um, and 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 the the good thing is that uh, you you tend to um, you tend to uh, enjoy learning after a while, simply because um, um, the, it, the, the lesson that you learn and then what it resulted in um, uh, generally is is is, uh, is 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 generally a, quite a happy path in, in general. So one of the thing, um, it's not just about learning about the industry; it's how the world changes as well, right? So, mm. so when um, when when we first started twenty thirteen, you're talking about there, there's no such thing as geek economy. Right? Like like there they are people who, who- who does gig economy, but um, there, there is no such word. So, but, and then any estimation, you're talking about 15 to 20% uh, of, of the people in, in the United States or specifically New York City um, are doing uh, gig economy stuff at the time. Uh, but it's also hard to estimate because uh, there's no such thing. But nowadays, you are talking about 60, 70% of the people belong to the gig economy. So, so just the, the, the rapid uh, evolution of um, the, the, um, The macro economy changes is uh, is huge uh, throughout uh, the time, and um, this is when constant learning uh, is extremely important, um, and constant evaluation of how the old ways are doing stuff uh, uh, is extremely important as well. Mm.
0: So I think that you, you highlighted some key points here. Um, about how you realize, like, you know, uh, you learn the importance of humility, right? During this yes. process of setting up um, uh, your, your company and then um, going on to, you know, talking about like how uh, the world has evolved so much since, like, you know, you raised just a couple of examples. Back then, fintech wasn't even like a thing and so yes. was like a, a gig economy and now these are, these are trends, right, that are coming to the forefront. So um, sharing about how you know it's really important to just stay on top of all these things and you know more importantly be nimble, right? Willing to to kind of change your mindsets and adopt the different trends that, that come along with that.
1: Yes, yes. So yes. And, uh, there are a lot of changes and um and and just 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 on um just just on the, the stuff that I have been doing, which is uh, artificial intelligence, for example. Um. So so if. If you go to any banks um, uh, to apply for a loan, they generally have like a loan committee, and you have to fill out a whole bunch of stuff, and it will take them like a few days to a couple of weeks to, to approve your loans. Um, and that is something that the model that we started with initially, and we 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 have like a, we have like a human underwriters that um, that underwrite loans. Um, mm. but um, eventually, uh, and then we have just because you know, like I only know how to do things through the AI manner because uh, that's how I've been doing throughout my life. Is that we also have AI scores that inform the human underwriters, uh, how good the person is from a creditworthiness standpoint. Um, but eventually, uh, we go. Up to about sixty human underwriters, and then um, uh, D and I, the CEO and I, were talking, and then we, we thought that hey, the problem with this model is that um, the more loan volume we want to grow, the more people that we have to hire, and the more management that we have to deal with, right? So 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 we just thought like hey, then we just thought like hey, maybe like the top ten percent of um, of the people that we um, that always agree with the machine scores. We just automatically underwrite them. Just, just bypass the human, uh, and that's what we did, and um, and it works very well. And we we uh, we observed that like the decision are uh, in fact of higher quality simply because it, you take the emotional part away from the human. Um, but and and that's the story of AI, right? Which you 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 automatically do ten percent of it. Then obviously the next thing to do is to do the next ten percent of it, the next ten percent of it. So I think within six months um, we. We, we, we managed to do hundred percent of it so we actually um, entirely um, remove the the, the the human underwriter workforce and then since then our loan volume actually grow hundred times or more than hundred times so all, all we need to do is to is to is to is is to uh, increase our uh, e, um, AWS um, um, uh, bill and uh, and then the the loan volume will, will, will increase, and the quality of the decisions are much better. So, so these are the kind of like changes um, um, that um, that that is within the company itself. That like these macro changes, like within the company itself, that uh, the whole company will have to live through. And 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 frankly, it's 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 very interesting to us because these are the kind of stuff that, frankly, even right now, there are not many companies, not many banks, not many financial institutions are doing it the way that we are doing it, which is completely human free uh, decisionings
0: I understand yes I, I did hear about this story I think that you also mentioned it in one of the, the previous um, podcasts that you did um, okay. with um, I, I can't remember where it was from but I, I, I do recall this story quite vividly Also, so which brings me to you know my next point right uh, regarding change because you talked about um, change quite a bit you know the importance of adaptation and this year is really a huge change for many of us um, working in tech. Uh, tech businesses as, and, and all, because we came from a, a period of time whereby, you know, everybody was concerned about growth, and now this has changed to uh, profitability, as you have been in this industry for quite some time, like, what is your personal take on, you know, this whole entire um, recession?
1: So, so the good thing, um, um, I think, uh, for a lot of um, the, the the younger generation entrepreneurs, um, they actually have never been through a... a, a so-called the tech winter before, um, but I think for uh, for, for the uh, the more senior people like myself, uh, we've been through um, firstly the dot com crash, uh, and then a couple of other um, um, the the nine one one recessions and the, the housing recessions and, and and whatnot. And specifically for Moneyline, uh, we have uh, been through um, the um, the COVID uh, recession. Um, and um, surprisingly, uh, it depends on the company itself. Um, during the COVID recession, that is when we experienced the biggest growth money Moneyline, simply because of the, a few secular trend that has almost nothing to do with recession. Uh, firstly, a lot of people, uh, um, a lot, uh, uh, they're more comfortable with going digital from a financial standpoint because, um, um, they cannot go out from their house. Right. So, uh, everything has to be done from a digital, uh, manner. Um, and, um, and a few trends as well, including, uh, because they cannot go out, they save a lot more money. So, which means that they are more money to invest. Uh, so, which means that like uh, we, we saw, uh, the demand for both credit and, uh, uh, assets product, uh, shot up significantly. And, uh, and, and, and that was, um, Interesting recession that we have been through, and and, and similarly, this recession is um, is different and and unique and definitely interesting because there is um, a market drop of productivity, uh, yet uh, there is not much drop in or increase in unemployment, uh, which is interesting because generally. Um, uh, Increase in unemployment generally directly uh, correlate with uh, drop of productivity, but not this time, or at least not yet, right? So, um, so, so at this point, uh, looking at the stats, we are not very uh, worried uh, on on the recession part, uh, uh, and uh, but we, are, we continuously be careful and and monitor the whole uh, macroeconomic situation, um, and but one, but we we continue want to break even. Uh, because uh, because we think that uh, that's how uh, businesses sh- should be ran uh, from now on, and uh, at the same time, we cannot give up growth as well. So 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 how to walk the fine line is uh, extremely uh, interesting, and, and that's essentially our full time job.
0: Definitely, I think that's the uh, thing that a lot of businesses are thinking about. So like we want to grow fast; growth is like really important. At the same time, like how do we ensure, like you know, we're efficient, right, with our spend? So it's always like a dilemma that um, businesses are facing, and um, I want to pivot from that to understand a little bit more about um, your challenges, right? Because so far we've been talking about the wonderful things that are happening, uh, but life is of course filled with ups and downs. Um, just curious, um, you know, looking back, right, on hindsight. What are some of the mistakes that you kind of made in the first few years that made you go like, "Osh, oh, I shouldn't have done that," right? And and all, yeah. So we'd love to hear from you on that.
1: Um, uh, the in fact, like, uh, when 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 you grow from like such a from from pretty much nothing to 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 a reasonably big company, uh, the amount of mistakes that you make, uh, I think we need like a five hour show here. Uh, but uh, but uh, obviously there are challenges. Uh, a lot of times, I wouldn't say mistakes. Um, so when 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 we grow from like a few engineers to like a, a much bigger uh, a team of engineers, um, it's it's always um, it's always challenging to to elevate the way that you think right so when we first started i was obviously sort of like the chief engineer like i lead like maybe two or three engineers right so 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 you are the main engineer so you let your hands get dirty and continuously be uh doing coding and doing engineering monitor the productivity of each engineers and um but as we grow um it took me a little bit to 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 pivot my thinking to sort of like a, a people's manager, process manager um, uh, type of mindset. Um, and um, however, um, um, as a founder, you, you, you are being pushed by environment and you have to move towards uh, that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, uh, mindset. And um, so it's very different from growing from five engineers to say like 15 engineers. And, and 15 engineers, you start um, having to be like a full-time uh, people's manager. And when you grow from 15 engineers to 50 engineers, then there is very, um, um, you, you don't even focus on the process around development. You focus on the meta process on the development. For example, uh, career path for the engineers uh, is something that uh, you have to focus on and you have to continuously tweak on. And um, there, are more specialization as well within the. Uh, it used to be in such a way that um, everyone knows everything, um, uh, and 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 it doesn't take any effort for everyone to know everything. But when you have start having um, in in software industry, it's called parts. Um, when you start having parts, then you have. Uh, different level of, uh, you want each of the part to be very specialized on the product that they are developing so that they can develop as fast as possible, uh, which means that you want the communication across part to be as independent as possible. However, the side effect of it is that uh, then you have to be very willful in designing the communication path of what needs to be communicated. Um, and 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 it's a fine line to uh, uh, it's a fine line to to walk because you don't want to communicate too much. So if you communicate too much, then the independence of the pod might slow down all of uh, like each of the pods. So uh, but you also don't want like um, the pods don't talk to each other, and then you end up having product that you know like is is entirely to like a few company a few separate companies. So so and 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 then. So the career becomes okay. How do you design communication path, right? And uh, and and that is something that uh, I have to admit, from a personal standpoint, wasn't something that I, I expected that I needed to do. Um, and uh, it's something that I belatedly thought uh, uh, I I would have done better if I um, if I would have done it or pay attention to it sooner. Um, what you describe but, is
0: really the evolution from someone who is like a engineer first, and then went on to like, okay, now I have to start managing people. I can't do like everything myself. And how do I deal with these individuals and their emotions and thought process and everything. And then after that, moving on the process level, now we have all these different teams. How do I make sure that they work well together in a way that ensures communication, but doesn't slow down like uh, innovation, right? And growth and development also.
1: Correct, correct, correct. And, and constantly we, when, when, when you're really small, right? It's, it's, it's easy to Ensure everyone works efficiently and, and communication being shared correctly. Um, however, I also learned belatedly as you grow in size, there tend to be certain level of overlap, and it is fine. <laughs> uh, you cannot get rid of all overlaps uh, entirely together, um, and it's 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 about learning that that is fine. Is something that uh, took a, took me a while from 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 a from a you know like a, like a like an entrepreneur founder type of uh, uh, uh mentality to okay, okay, from a, from when when you have a certain size company, it is okay to have certain inefficiency. And in fact, those kind of inefficiency uh ensure the company is doing better. Cause when you have overlap, which means um, um there are certain level of redundancy within the company and um and that's uh that that's a good thing.
0: Definitely. I think that, yeah, the expectations, right, around like inefficiencies also has to evolve over the next, uh, over the growth journey of a uh, organization. So thanks for sharing that. Um, have there been a time where you faced kind of like inner doubts or felt like giving up during this, you know, long period of, um, of your journey? And could you tell us a little bit more about how you dealt with it?
1: Uh, all the time, <laughs> uh, uh, I think, I think, I think from day one to, uh, till today, um, they, uh, I, I, I would, uh, encourage, um, the harder part, f- uh, of entrepreneurship is not, you know, um, scaling or fundraising, uh, is in fact, especially for entrepreneur, um, is, the um, is, is your mental health. I think I, I encourage a lot of uh, uh, an entrepreneur to potentially have a, a, a good. Obviously, the, the the regular hygiene that you should have is that you have a good um, set of friends uh, outside your work that you can uh, potentially talk to and 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 rely for support. And of of course, like family, um, and um, I think increasingly it becomes very important to have sort of like. Um, a coach or, or sort of a, sort of like a therapist to to help to um your, your 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 mental uh uh fitness uh it's extremely important and 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 because as a as, a, as an entrepreneur i right, like like you 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 tend to you tend to want to slay dragons and 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 you think that you you are a hero and which, which you are Yet most of us don't pay a lot of attention to 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 our mental health. But I think it's um, it's extremely uh it, it will be actually a lot more protective if uh, is from the onset um, a founder will get a certain level of guidance uh, along the way. Uh, extremely important. Um, uh, and 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 obviously you heard of this thing called imposter syndrome. Uh, <laughs> that is something that uh, I think uh, I had it from day one until uh, today. Uh, but I think a certain dose of it is healthy. Um, uh, but uh, how to gut yourself from having to go to the valley and be able to bounce back correctly is something that uh, uh, um, has been a constant uh, struggle and uh, has been uh, uh, something that I think is it's reasonably educational uh, uh, throughout, throughout my life to have these kind of jobs as well. So um, and. It, and there are a lot of things uh, um, in entrepreneurship that are hard, that are generally not being um, uh, shared. Um, and, and like I say, right, um, scaling, uh, hiring top talent, and 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 fundraising and stuff like that. Those are hard problems, but th- those are not the hardest problem. Uh, the hardest problem is, say, letting go of a person who has trusted you um, for the formation of three or four years. Uh, but the person unfortunately doesn't grow into the position that, um, uh, that the company is going into. Uh, those are hard stuff. Those are hard stuff that you lose sleep on. So how do you guard yourself against, um, you know, uh, mental valley when you have to do that kind of stuff? Um, it's, um, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, like there are a lot of, very hard stuff. Like for example, you have two person who are very well qualified for a single position, uh, and both of them uh, are, uh, 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 has been with the company for quite some time. So how do you choose? Because uh, you have to choose one, right? So 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 these are example of the really hard problems uh, when doing the entrepreneurship uh, process, and uh, and it's and uh, I, 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 and it is um, unlike. Um, unlike working for a very big company where the engine has been chugging along and you're adding, uh, incremental values to it. Um, being an entrepreneur, being a founder, a lot of times is that if you stop contributing, uh, the engine stops. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is something that, um, I think, um, gives a lot of pressure, uh, uh, to to the founders and and that is why having uh, good found uh, good co-founders I personally think that that is the way to go um, uh, I I I think solo founders are, are, are great and I have no idea how they do it but I rely a lot on my co-founders uh, uh, for support for um, for sharing the workload and, and stuff like that.
0: Thanks for opening up about that. I mean, you, you covered a few things like imposter syndrome, which I believe, you know, many uh, here um, listening to this and watching this would often go through in their lives and they would think like, wow, even Chima has like imposter syndrome. So, you know, I'm not alone <laughs> and it's like perfectly normal. And of course, like a, a healthy dose of that sometimes is, is good because it's kind of like humility, like like what bring back to what you spoke about um, earlier and you know, uh, I really appreciate you sharing about the hard things. You know, letting go of um, people. I think this is something that um, uh, people people need. In the news, they see the the workers um, suffering, but of course, there's of course the other side to it, which is like the person having to do it. It's not always easy. It takes a lot of like courage and also like a lot of uh, um, strength, right? I guess to to make hard decisions um, like that. Mm. Uh, ending off, um, because we're coming to the end of the, the show already, you know, there's this um a lot of talk about having the right skills, right? And you know, you spoke about a couple of skills um during this um during this entire session. We'd love to hear from you, you know, what do you think is like the most important skill that you had that helped you to achieve the success that you have today? <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's uh let's, let's... Think about the most important skill that I had. Let's just say, like important skill that I think everyone should have. Uh, that will be. I think resilience is extremely important. Um, and uh, that that's uh that because uh, not giving up uh, on the right things uh, is extremely important. Um, secondly, is that I think uh, being able to be objective about what you are working on uh, is extremely important. Uh, firstly, uh, I think. There is a the saying is that do not fall in love with your product, uh, which means that um, um, when something doesn't work, uh, look at the data and move on as soon as possible. Uh, not just with product, also, uh, unfortunately, um, with people as well, um, uh, because it's, uh, it's organization design and, and, and whatever that doesn't fit into um, the organization, it's, it's best to move on as soon as possible.
0: And how does someone get better at being both resilient and objective?
1: Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I try to have, um, I think resilience is also, is, is also surprisingly, it's not about constantly going, it's about knowing when to take like certain level breaks, small breaks in between. Um, to me, is that um, I do different kind of stuff that are very different from my job. My job is extremely analytical, and essentially, I I I just sit there for long hours working with people in order to keep myself away from it. um, You know, as I mentioned, uh, I do a lot of running, I do a cycling, uh, and 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 boxing things that are extremely physical. And um and, and that tend to uh, bring my mind away from it for a little bit and being able to concentrate better uh, going into it.
0: And what about objectivity? because like the ability to separate like the emotional aspect, like or maybe ego, I guess from,
1: that's uh. That's, what you're gonna need to?
0: Do? How do you that's, develop that's
1: it? A good question. I think I think um I think that is one of the biggest learning I had um since founding of the company is that being able to identify and this is something that uh, uh, I I have coach on um and uh, it's being something to identify the awareness of emotion versus judgment, right? Emotion um uh, you can use emotion to drive certain judgment. But just make sure that like the emotion um, doesn't cloud the judgment. Uh, it's, it's, it's all about awareness. And a lot of times, it makes a lot of sense to actually write out um, the especially decisions that you have to make. At certain level, most of your job is to make decisions. And what you want to do is that, um, personally, I, I, I have a, a framework that says, OK, what are the input to the decisions? and 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 being able to uh, understand uh, each of the input and deliberate the input before arriving at a decision so and and what which do you means mean that... by inputs so the principle behind um certain decisions right like um so uh what are okay for example um the choice of I don't know like a, a cloud provider or something right so what are the principle behind it so just enumerate the 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 principle behind it like, is it scalability, um, is it uh, security, and once you enumerate that, like maybe assign scores to each of them, and and being able to uh, uh, make decisions in a in a less emotional manner, and and those are the easy part, right? I think I think a lot of the decisions are, are are less less um, easy, such as like okay. Should I hire that person or not? Uh, how how the person fits into the organization? So so the principle is that okay, is this person has the hard skill that he has? Does he have the soft skill that he has? How does he work with uh, who you know the stakeholder is going to be? So so you just enumerate all the principal decisions and being able to make the decision in a in an accurate manner. So which means that um, uh, um, so the first thing to do is to take your time on the decision. But again. You cannot take too much time, right? So, uh, because some of the decision has um, um, time uh, bound to it, uh, which, so which means that you sort of have to be picky on the decision that you're gonna make, and you have to have some decision to be, be made by someone else, so that you get to focus on the decision that you want to make. So, the sort of the structure of decision that you want to make is extremely important. And, and what you want other people to make, uh, which decision to others to make is extremely important as well.
0: So starting off by first of all, like, these are all the decisions I need to make. Then I sort some of it out to someone else. And then the ones that I'm left with, I want to be objective about them. So I have to make sure I identify, like, what is this decision based on, like, how am I going? What are the criteria, right? Like, the different inputs that like, you talk about cloud providers. So, like, maybe scalability and also, like, uh, security and things like that and then you list down all these different factors and then you um, use these uh, factors to make an objective decision that doesn't involve too much emotions or ego correct
1: correct correct, correct. And, and and the good thing is that like you can track back um the decision that you made uh, and why you made it because like a lot of times after two months you forget why you made that decision
0: do you journal them like do you write them down
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah you always write them down um and uh uh, because you always want to revisit it uh, and, and and ensure that the principle behind the decisions are, are reasonably um, uh, can be evolved uh, as you go because that's just part of the learning right so and and I find it is a, it's, it's a very good way to collaborate as well um, so a lot of times um, uh, decisions are made uh, jointly um, and and enumerating the the principle behind the decision um, um, Collaboratively uh, it's extremely important to to come up with a with a decision that um, that that sort of like everyone agrees upon.
0: Correct. Thanks for sharing that. I guess um, you know just to summarize what you've been sharing about objectivity really begins begins with first I think being aware, right? Like what you are feeling, using it as a driving force, but not using it to um, influence uh, your decision too much, and then subsequently basing decisions based on principles based on values and not based on like ego and sometimes writing it out helps because that way you can relook at them revisit them it helps with the thought process as well and you also be able to share them with your um, teammates um, so that they understand like what is you know really going on in your mind when you decide to do something
1: right 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 and um and 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 a lot of times um it's um it's, it's less about objectivity it's more about quality of, uh, of 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 the decisions right because um as a as a founder um especially during the initial part of it you have to make a lot of decisions and 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 frankly at that time maybe like if you make 10 decisions like two of them are bad uh is fine um but as 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 a company grow um it is very easy to fall into the trap of uh being uh, haphazard about decision making, and um, and and that's that's when um, um, the quality of the decisions has to has to be top of the mind.
0: Thanks for sharing that with us, uh, Chiman. So really appreciate your time today. So since it's um you know M- uh, Malaysia's National Day coming soon, so I have some fun questions oh, yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, are you ready? <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> okay. First of all, there's so many different types of laksa in um, Malaysia. Which is your favorite?
1: Oh wow, uh, I like the um, I like the Assam laksa um, a lot, uh, and um, and 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 this this will be controversial. Uh, I I like the KL Assam laksa more than the Penang version. Uh, so
0: <laughs> so you kind of like the although Assam laksa is from Penang, but you like the KL version more than the Penang one. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. I, I I generally find that the penang one is, is a bit on the sweet side. Uh, well, I think KL generally cook it in a less sweet manner.
0: And do you have any favorite store to recommend?
1: Um, there is a store uh in uh in Pataling Street that uh um that I, I used to always go to. Um, the, now that we have kids, uh, it becomes a bit tougher. Um, uh, because the environment is um. It's, it's 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 not it's not like a restaurant with like air conditioning or anything. Like I think it is literally inside a wet market. So um, that is some that, that is one that I, I always recommend anyone to go to. Um, uh, I, I love the taste of it, uh, but uh, again, like I want to caution that the environment of it, the ambience of it, uh, can be trying.
0: I guess since we're all from Southeast Asia, I think dealing with heat uh, isn't really like too much of a big problem, right? (laughs) Yeah. So second question that I have for you is how do you eat your Gao Chang Do you like peel one layer by one layer or do you just like bite?
1: I just bite it.
0: <laughs> oh, different. You know, I always like peel, you know, it's different color, right? So I just I like,
1: I, I saw a lot of people doing uh, uh, peeling. So uh, but uh, I guess uh, I'm a barbarian. I, I just eat it like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not the way to appreciate it, OK? You can really taste like the difference uh, when you like peel it that way. And then um, probably um, uh, second last question. Where's chicken rice from?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I have Hainan or something? No, because there's this Hainan? ongoing
0: debate <laughs> I, of whether it comes from I, Singapore I, I, or Malaysia.
1: I thought it's from Hainan, right? It's like, it says Hainanese chicken rice.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, because there's this ongoing debate, like, you know, should it be from Singapore or from Malaysia, right? Yeah. And um, I guess last question for, for, for me to you is that, you know, uh, you live in USA uh, and, of course, I guess you are pretty well-travelled, you know, having to deal with people from different markets and all that. And um, you've you've also grown up in Malaysia and now this is the place that you, you call home as well. You know, what is one wish you have for Malaysia, uh, could be in the tech sector or as a country, right, uh, moving forward?
1: Uh, obviously, uh, um, I think, as you know, Malaysia, uh, we have reasonably reasonably uh, uh, messy uh, political situation. Uh, if there's a, a wish, that, uh, it becomes uh, less messy and uh, potentially uh, more efficient um, in dealing with um, uh, social issues.
0: More efficient in dealing with social issues and, of course, a less messy political situation. Okay, thank Correct. you so much, Chima. I really appreciate your time today. It's very fun to thank talk to everybody. you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. a lot. Here.